Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Streamline podcast. Special guest here today, my very good friend from New York City. Actually, no, not New York City, New Jersey, right? In New Jersey, New Jersey. New Jersey. Yes, his name is Viani Osei, and he has an extensive history in the music industry. We've been friends for a long time throughout various roles that he has done and always kept in touch. He's currently involved. His latest project is called Let Me Hear It which I'll let Viani tell you a little bit more about in just a second. Now, Viani, firstly, welcome. Thank you very much for your time. I'm glad Thank we got you. to get here. Could you tell us a little bit about your story and uh, what got you to where you are today? Sure. Well, thank you, Michael, first of all, for the intro. Good to talk to you. You know, Glad we could actually do this. I know we've been meaning to do this for a minute. And uh, yep, I'm from New Jersey. I guess I started in the music industry, uh, always been passionate for music. When I was younger, I used to sing at the uh, New York City Opera. So that was just kind of my first, I guess, professional gig in the music industry, I could say. And then uh, just tried to follow course, you know, what was expected of me. Not so, just where at least expectations that I thought that I should have had, you know, ended up in business school. Not sure why I did that for a year. And then now finished up at Rutgers Political Science. But while I was there, I was, uh, I was actually doing radio. Uh, at a show called Shine Time Radio and started reaching out, just started reaching out to friends of mine who managed artists to, uh, yeah, to see how I could help them out, you know, getting records played on the radio or whatnot. Always lean more towards dance records, commercial records, big records, I guess. Uh, yeah, just coming from France, that's really more what the music, uh, the music's been. And so, um, yep, started managing this act called IOU. Uh, managed them for a few years, uh, did some cool stuff, worked with some, some cool producers. And then uh, I guess graduated college and one of those things where you have to figure out life, right? Get a job, uh, make money. Adulting. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but you're not ready to be adulting, you know. And so I uh, went back to what I was doing, political uh, campaigns. So I was on the road in the US, still managing my acts on the side. Kind of just, uh, I don't want to say something to fall back on, but just that was really, uh, you know, what I was building for myself. You know, some people do it nine to fives, you know, but what, what's the future from doing a nine to five? And, you know, music for me was just uh, my art, you know, what I was building. So I um, was managing them. And then end of 2012, so my last campaign, I uh, worked for Obama, amongst wow. other the campaigns I did that year. I, uh, oh, that <laughs> oh, no, I mean, we won, you know, I bro, that of year course. I was what I did seven campaigns. I was in Detroit, Wisconsin, Virginia, did a few anyways, I mean, in New Jersey. And so when that ended 2012, I said, okay, that's it. You know, I want to focus music full time on music full time. And so I found a, a label actually that was not too far uh, from my parents' house in New Jersey, Gummy Bear. Radical Records. And yep. uh, that's actually how you and I uh, got introduced for, I think, a remix that you had done or Phonetics. No, Phonetics. Was it Phonetics? Phonetics, yes. Phonetics, actually, yep. a good friend, I Am Sam, um, yep. connected us initially, I believe, around the time of uh, WMC in Miami. 2013, 2014. Yeah, I mean, that's you it, know, man. we're what? getting there, you know. And uh, six years <laughs> It's uh, so yeah, no, did that for two years and that was great. Just worked with a lot of great artists and just was awesome about working for Radical Records is it was a, it's a, it's a label with history, especially in dance music. And uh, Jurgen Kordulesh was the owner of that, that label, uh, really allowed me to just kind of uh, do my own thing. And that from there, you know, I was, it felt empowered, you know, to just be able to reach out and to know that I was backed, you know, by the label and such. Um, so I was there for two years and then uh, launched my own company, a uh, PR company. Uh, I saw demand for that, just kind of where the blogs were, had, were, were headed to and just what was, you know, and what was key really is what was expected from the press end 
to help get the New Music Fridays or the the playlist on Spotify because this was when this was when Spotify was really picking up steam, you know, more so than iTunes per se, you know, the stream really. And so focusing on hype machine, whatnot, SoundCloud repost, and uh, yeah, t- attracted the attention of Ultra Records. By the way, I talk a lot, so if you want to talk, you know, stop me Keep and uh, Keep you know, going, man. this is going. And uh, yeah, no, I was with Ultra Records, so Ultra Records reached out. They hired me, so I was there for two years. Everything was great. No, it was an awesome experience. You know, Ultra, they got a great setup. They got a great company, and uh, yeah, no, I was there for two years, and then. What was interesting is that my partner and I actually started our company two weeks before Ultra hired me called Let Me Hear It. And originally we started the label because we found that we were making records, but no label wanted, wanted to put out our records. And so we found ourselves, you know, in a position where we said, well, why not self-release? Um, and this is when, you know, I was using my experience, tapping into my experience on the record label and the, the, the digital landscape, the Spotify playlist, right? The YouTube channels, the SoundCloud channels, just see who's making impacts and working with them or building a relationship with them to, uh, to make things happen. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, now I've been here, let me hear it. Label's been around for three, three years now. Our whole thing is finding artists, you know, very early. Um, you know, and I don't even like using the term finding artists, you know, because it's, you know, it's, it's meeting artists really very early, you know, that have a lot of potential that uh, other labels may not necessarily take on because it's yeah. very early, you know, just really going off by ear and talent um, and uh, using our experience to just, you know, develop that artist and uh, make things happen for them. And it's, uh, it's based off a of vision from uh, point A to getting them to point Z, right? It requires a lot of work, uh, patience, understanding that there, there may be days where things aren't so good. And, uh, but you know, in those situations, maybe laughing at it and just kind of just looking at it in the bigger picture, you know, this is the game we're in, right. It's the music industry. It's the, you know, and so, uh, yeah, man, how are you been, man? Talk to me about you, man. I'm, I'm here go, go rambling and you know, how's date night doing, you know, what projects are you involved in? Tell me all, bro. I, I got to say, that's the first time I've heard the story in its entirety. I've always heard little bits and pieces. So it was really nice to hear you tell it in your own words from where you began to where you are now. And it's funny, you know, it's a really good point. Not everybody starts out knowing that they want to be in the music business or they, they want to be an artist. I mean, you said you were singing yep. in, in the opera? New York City Opera, yep. And then you went from there into radio and then you sort of now, you're not really, you're not really out in the limelight. You're behind the scenes putting other artists out there and helping them. And what I love is the fact that you said, Yes, you discover them, but then you're also helping to build them and grow and develop them. What I heard in there as well was I could tell that you're passionate about them. You care about them. So it's personal as well. You know, you're actually becoming their friend. You want to make sure that they're healthy and happy while they're doing this, which is something that we really need to pay a lot more attention to in this industry is you've got to put your health first because that's the one job in this industry or in any industry that you can't outsource to someone else. You can't just go, Hey, go run, go run laps for me right now, or go and put this food in my mouth. You know, we have to do that ourselves. And sometimes we need somebody to educate us and look out for us. So I just wanted to mention that. I think that's really important. And, you know, not dodging your question about how I'm going as well. (laughs) Um, I, I know part of the reason I really wanted to get on this call is because you've got a lot of projects that you're working on right now, putting out music. Obviously, I put out music as well as an independent artist in a group called Date Night. 
Uh, so for the listeners, I was thinking that we could go over some of our strategies around sure. this, such as, I mean, obviously, you know, we'll talk about things like pitching to editorial. We'll talk about what happens if you don't get editorial, why you shouldn't just focus on editorial. And I mean, let's just get into it. I mean, the best conversations we, we have when we just sure. get on the phone and we just start talking. So, um, I'll kick it off as far as you asked me about the most recent date night release. So we put out a track recently with uh, our good friend, Chris Robley, and the song is called True North. And it was the first track that we've done where we actually did Spotify's new direct upload tool. Uh, so in Spotify for artists, you can go in there, you can upload your track directly. So we went in there and did that. And uh, fortunately, we were able to use that new service. I know it's still in beta and it's only open for some US-based artists at this time, but I'm sure that'll change soon. Once we uploaded it, we actually, what I like is they prompt you about certain things that you may forget as part of the process. So when you go in, you have to do the submission at least seven days prior for two reasons. The obvious one is you need to tag the song, mood, genre instruments used languages in the song uh whether it's male female vocalists you know all that information that you can feed in there to make sure it gets to the right people in the editorial team the other side of that that they don't mention as much is that if you submit at least seven days prior it will go into release radar for all of your followers right so it's actually guaranteed and so spotify actually sent an email reminder out about that saying hey you've uploaded your song you've tagged it you've got to go back and finish the submission at least seven days before release. And that song will go into release radar for all of your followers. Flash forward to release day. Uh, we went into release radar. We have 20,000 followers at the That's time. Amazing. Yep. 20,000 release radars probably brought in between five to 10,000 unique streams, which is actually pretty good considering not everyone checks their release right. radar every week. So we were, we were kind of expecting maybe a, 10 to 20% listeners versus sure. followers on uh, release radar. Another thing that we got as part of the Spotify direct upload process was they gave us a marquee. Now, some people may not know what the marquee is. If you open the Spotify app on your phone or your tablet and you get a little pop-up that says, listen to the new album from Date Night, uh, that is a marquee. And so as part of the process, we were able to use that as part of a new beta test, once again, that they were rolling out. So anyone that had directly uploaded their music to Spotify and the platform was able to also get a marquee. So we had that pop-up appear for a lot of our fans or followers as well. And in addition to that, we, we had uploaded photos in our Spotify for Artists profile. So Spotify also sent an email out because obviously they had a photo of us that they had permission to use. And they sent an email out to a number of followers of ours saying, your release radar is here. There's new music from Date Night right. in your release radar. And there's our photo. So I'll get into the editorial placements that we got yep, shortly. Yep. But just off that, that was all the result of having a Spotify for Artists account, having a photo uploaded, and following the submission process, you know, but that's, that's not where it should end. And uh, Viana, right. I, I kind of want you to elaborate on, obviously submitting to editorial is important and don't ever forget to do that, but you shouldn't wholly rely on editorial support because it's not going to happen for every release. Even right. if you're a major artist, you're not going to get editorial support on every release. So um, could you tell us a little about part of your strategy when you put out a Sure. Story? 
to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> the strategy is no strategy. Uh, you know, it, it, whatever that means. Every record has its own path. Every record has its own its own uh, slot, right? Wherever that playlist may be. You have some artists that have bigger followers, you, have, you know, bigger following. You have small artists that have no followings, right? Debut releases or whatnot. It's figuring out how you uh, you can utilize, I guess, the algorithm, whatever the algorithm may be, because it's ever changing. And I know I'm constantly calling you and say, oh, I just observed this. Oh, have you been paying attention to that or whatnot? Figuring out what is it that the al- algorithm reacts to. It's uh, So I'm always just paying attention to more momentum when I release a record. Obviously, everything that you were mentioning with regards to re- release radar and such is definitely things to tap into to help with that momentum, especially on day of release. But if you put out a record, right, and uh, the record is doing a thousand streams, one point six, you know, one point six thousand streams a day, off of solid Spotify playlist ads, non-editorial. You know, you submit it. There's a bunch of sites online. You could just do some research yourself on Spotify and just kind of figure out, you know, where your record fits or so, sort of sounds like, you know, see where those play, you know, where those tracks were added and reach out to those playlists. All right. So I mean, I guess moral of the story and to answer your question, right, just to take that, you know, step further, it's just marketing, right? It doesn't get any further than that. Um, it's, you know, you have a product. It's not that editorial is not necessary, doesn't want to help you or paying attention to you. It's uh, we're playing a game in some capacity. Right. And it's just like, OK, well, you know, we're all playing the, this game. You know, what do you got that's more than everybody else? And it's it's, uh, you know, I, I say this, we're playing a game, you know, and I don't mean to say it's a rat race. Right. There's plenty of cheese for everyone. Right. We don't need to buy, you know, all be fighting for the same piece of cheese, right? I mean, you know, music is is a universe that's ever expanding, right? People are constantly creating songs, whether we, you know, we want to stop it or not, right? And then there's just some songs that connect more so than others, right? Which leads me to think of something else that I want to discuss with you uh, with regards to perception versus business. Um, yes. But yeah, no, it's, it's really just you have a record and you got to push it, right? Just get it out. Send it out to everyone. Send it out to people even if it's a friend sharing it on their Facebook, right? Most people have, you know, more than a thousand friends on Facebook, right? Even, you know, 10% of those people check your Facebook page, you know, that's a hundred people, you know, I have people that, you know, I'm constantly sharing records on my Facebook, whether they are my own records or, you know, there's music that I just found on SoundCloud or whatnot of artists that I like, Um, you know, I'll, run into someone four years later and like, I'll see that on their playlist, you know, or on their, on their iPhone or whatnot, like a track that I had shared on my Facebook four years ago. And I'll call them, I'm not calling out, but I'll ask them like, Hey, where did you find that record? I'll be like, Oh yeah, I found it on your Facebook. Didn't like it. Didn't comment. Right. But it just comes to show you that people are paying attention. Right. And even like emailing, even emailing people, you know, sometimes it may feel, it, it may feel hopeless. Right. Uh, but even for me though, you know, sometimes someone will email me one time. I won't answer the second time, you know, I'll be like, okay, they follow up. I'll ch- open the email. And if they hit me up the third time in, in some capacity, it, for one, it's not personal that I didn't get back to them, but I'll, I'll be obligated to at least check it out. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's not bad. I mean, that's why I'm here. You could probably say the same, but persistence. I mean, you know, you and I have been trying to talk to each other for Lord knows how long, you know what I'm saying? Of like, how can we help each other or whatnot? Um, you know, I, we're both very busy. You know, I know you're traveling the world, going to conferences or whatnot. I'm, uh, you know, so yeah, catch us if you can. But uh, anyways, no, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And, you know, it kind of, uh, I was trying to think of a way to describe it. And it reminds me of when you're in the car and you drive past a billboard, you drive past the same billboard 10 times that week. Yeah. You, you may not realize, but it's in your head. You're going to see that product on the shelf. You're going to hear about it from someone else. And you're going to go, you know, I feel like I know that. Sure. And it, it's the same with this. You keep putting that music out there. 
people see the name, eventually they're going to go, you know what, I need to know what this is about. Right. I've seen it in my Facebook feed by 10 different people. Viani posted about it and he's usually pretty much spot on. Uh, so that's important. And the other part of it is it's a long-term strategy with all of these releases. Nobody sure. is expecting to be added to you know, a million playlists overnight. Oh, that's a little extreme. A hundred playlists overnight. It doesn't happen. You no. may get added to a hundred playlists in the lifetime of that song. It could take two years before the algorithms really start to pick it up. And then sure. you're on Discover Weekly, you're on my daily mix and you start going back into the feed, the stream counts go up and then you hit an editorial playlist as a result. So, you know, that's why it's important to be consistent as well and keep pumping out the tracks as well. So I'm, um, you know, as far as we've let me hear, how many releases are you sort of encouraging from your artists? The setup with Let Me Hear It, it's weird. Well, it's not weird. It's it's more of a quality versus quantity, but we do like qu quantity. We do like volume. I don't like waiting uh, six to seven months before putting out a song. If you could put out a song every month, all for it. Let's do it. I encourage it. It's... Uh, you know, how we treat every record, though, is not the same, right? We have some records uh, that that need a little more push than others, I guess. Um, I see some genres react better, for example, on Spotify than others in terms of Discover Weekly support. Let me hear it. We're, you know, because we're looking for artists that don't necessarily have followers or whatnot. Well, let me introduce it like this. We're a small label. We're a very, very small label, right? I don't have the infrastructure to... to like other, you know, labels that I won't name, um, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, who have infrastructure to begin with. What we do have, though, is, you know, is uh, my experience and my knowledge, you know, and my relationships and uh, my ear, you know, which is uh, something that I, I have the most trust on. So just to, to, to uh, you know, and let me hear it, you know, we are, we're a small label. So, you know, we have to operate like our small, lab small label, which is a strength. You know, we have to be aware as well that we can't compete necessarily with bigger labels, right? And who, who may have bigger budgets, just better relationships, right? So, you know, we, uh, we're not afraid to take chances, but uh, these are calculated. It's, you know, I wouldn't even call them risks because the music is too good that, you know, we'll, we'll make it work, right? And uh, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll get creative. You know, does it mean working with, you know, a Spotify plugger? Maybe. Um, or, you know, uh, does it mean... Uh, you know, working with someone that has relationships with YouTube, maybe. Does it mean bringing on a publicist? Sure, why not? If it's uh, something that, you know, we know that would take the project to that next level. It's, uh, that's, that's how we move as Let Me Hear It. It's, uh, and it, it just allows us to make moves. It's, it's very micro-targeting as well, right? Just, it's, uh, and so far, so good. You know, we're, we have 40 records on the catalog. Um, that doesn't include records that we've licensed out. You know, we've done, I want to say, 15 million Spotify and Apple streams, Cumulative, if not more, from those 40 records, which, uh, which for an indie, you know, we feel good about. That's um, fantastic, yeah. You know, we're in a position where, you know, we try to invest little to no budget into releases. Mm -hmm. And the intentions of that is not to hold back the artists. Is for one, we could cover a lot in-house, whether it be press, digital marketing or whatnot. But at the same time, you know, I set up this company as well. Well, well what I saw from setting up this company is that, um, you know, it's good to, to pay out the artists twice a year and for them to see money from their, their, their music. It feels it's really good. To see money, period. To see, uh, yeah, yeah. It's and for an independent artist. Um, it's amazing. It's a great feeling. Yeah. It could be $10 and it's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, and I've, I've seen that. And that's why, you know, I keep the model the way it is. Because again, you know, my setup is, you know, to, to, to make money for the artists.
Um, I know you were mentioning earlier with regards to checking in the artists, seeing how they're doing. Uh, you know, for me, you know, um, I, I, we could even tie this into, you know, the mental health issue within the music industry. Um, I think a lot of it is tied to money, to, to, to be fully transparent. I think a lot of us are living paycheck to paycheck to keep it real. And so, you know, especially those that are freelancing and it can affect the mental, right? But at the end of the day, you know, it's the music industry. Nothing is promised, right? But uh, if you keep a positive outlook, um, you know, things usually work out, especially if you've made it this far, you know, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's impressive, you know, to, to, to be independent in this music industry and to, to be able to, you know, sustain and, you know, live the lifestyle that you want to live in some capacity, you know? Yeah, that's it. And I mean, there's a lot of sacrifices as well. I mean, obviously money is part of it, but, you know, people will sacrifice going out on Friday nights with sure. their friends to stay home and work on music. Uh, I'm sure you're the same as me. I've spent many a nights at home on a Saturday night right. um, trying to find new curators to reach research. out to, to get research, that music yeah. out and research. <laughs> you know? And um, so the investment doesn't always have to be money. It can be time. No. But yeah, it's um, there are a lot of sacrifices that we make in this industry, and uh, you know you're not alone. When you're sitting there at home on a Saturday night and you feel like you're the only person in the world, you go online, you're going to see there's a bunch of other people who are up at those stupid hours of the night, and they've been listening to the same kick drum for five hours straight. Right, right. And uh, you know you start to realize I'm not alone in this. There's other people out there with similar dreams, and. Um, you know, my advice is not necessarily you have to collaborate with other people, but at least just start communicating and checking in on each other. I mean, sure. I know we do it as well. I mean, pitching music can become uh, quite heartless at times. <laughs> and um, it, it's that's no disrespect to the people that we're pitching to. It's just when the person on the other end gets 400 emails per day, it's hard to know who's actually being sincere and who actually cares about the person that's opening right. it. Right. So, um you know, everyone just needs to sort of step back and realize we're all real people. Um, you know, we've sacrificed a lot to be in this industry. I mean, yep. I can't speak for you, but I, I know that you, you've, you've worked in full-time jobs and you were doing this and building it on the side. And it, it's not easy because it, it, the temptation to just go and sit there and watch Netflix and eat, eat a bag of potato chips and, uh, you know, have a, have a snack or whatever you do, or, or if you're a fitness junkie, go and work out every night you know, you have to make some small sacrifices there to get sure. that time to, uh, you know, really master your craft. So I think, whether you're uh, an artist or in the, in the music biz, um, yeah. we're, all, we're all in this together. And I mean, it's, it's, it's just bigger than the music industry at the same time. You know, I think anyone that has a job that's demanding, you know, is, 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 is going, you know, is, is right. is affected by the same things that we are within our industry. I think that's just the reality of it, you know, highs and lows. And I think, especially in our industry, there's some, you know, the highs are so high, Right. When you get a big cut or, you know, you get added to a master, you know, big playlist. I mean, I don't know what to do with myself when I get added to a big playlist, editorial Spotify playlist. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of want to look at everybody around you, you know, like, yo, I just got added to this playlist. You know, it's exciting. You know, it's very exciting. You know, and then you put out a record and nothing. Right. So it's just like, wow, you know, where did I mess up? Right. But uh, no, no, you didn't mess up. No, not at all. It's just, you know, get to work, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, you know, you know, the, the, nothing came free. And nothing comes easy. S sacrifices are, are, you know, are temporary. 
that's the way I look at it. Right. You know, as you say, right. Time on the road, I can only imagine, you know, I mean, I know for me just being away from my family for four days, you know, is, uh, is a long time. Right. But it's always so worth it. The productivity of, of flying out, let's say, you know, to, to meet with people and such. So, uh, no, yeah, I, I can, uh, I could definitely, uh, sympathize with that. But uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, but again, it's just all about positive outlook and it's no different than going into a, a release, you know, be confident, stand behind your product, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you made it, you know, and you wanted to release it, I would assume that you think it's good and that you like it, right? And so, you know, shoot, play your own record on repeat and, and make sure it's on Apple Music, you know, so that the payout is higher or it's on Spotify as well, you know, have both apps running, you know, it's your yeah. song. It's, um, and it's, you know, you can do that and that's the beauty of streaming. Um, and, you know, every stream is worth the payout. So, and you're, you know, and you're helping yourself as well for the stream versus listener, you know, ratio. So, you know, and like you said, I'm very passionate about what I do. I mean, I, you know, we're doing this, you know, we're, we're because we are passionate about what we do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I know I was mentioning earlier about money, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, 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 it's so much bigger than money for me. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's my livelihood. Um, and it's, uh, I tell a lot of people this, you know, I don't know about you, but I plan to lift on a hundred. And that's, uh, I got 70 more years to go. Well, 69 more years to go now. And, you know, and that's a long time, you know, so I hope, you know, I hope I can, uh, yeah, I hope I can make a real living from, I mean, real living. I already, yeah, but I'm saying if I, you know, I hope I can make a living for the next 69 years of my life off this music. Right. And, uh, maybe retire when I'm 80. Right. So it's like, you know, I got 50 years to do something cool, you know, so we'll get, we got this. <laughs> Definitely. And, and I have no doubt that you're going to keep excelling and, um, Thank helping you. more artists along the way. And uh, it, it's interesting mentioning retiring at 80. I, you know, I look at it and I go, I love what I do. I don't want to stop doing this. You know, there may be a point where I have to cut back a little. Sure. Wife um, might be like, okay, Michael, <laughs> like, I want yeah. some time with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or you, you know what? I can't type as fast as I used to with these emails. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. I, you know, the goal used to always be, oh, retire at sixty-five and and then sure. start living. And I go, no, you can't I'm stop start this living music. now. You, Your ears, you unless you go deaf, you know, and you can't hear anymore. You know, it's there's right, right. No, I feel, I relate. I relate. That's it. funny. So- you know, in, enjoy this time right now. You know, that's why. You know, uh, Tim Ferriss talks about taking mini vacations where if, if you're in a position to do so, go and take four to six weeks off every year. Oh, every wow. Every year. Yeah. And, go away <laughs> and treat that as retirement and then come back because sure. you're actually, you know, yes, you enjoy it, but you come back and you go, I'm so ready to get yeah. back to do something. So- uh, you know, um, I'm going to say something controversial. I'll be very, yeah. very honest with you. Yeah, no. See, this four to six week break for me uh, within the music industry is a, is a luxury. I'll be very honest with you. Yeah. Um, reason why I say this is, you know, and I see this all the time with the labels or whatnot, you know, it's, um, and I, you know, I think you're right. People do, you know, you know, if you work for it, you know, you burn your vacation. But at the same time, you know, it does not mean that there's someone on the other end not sending an email following up on their release, right? And it's, you know, that's why part of me, you know, I feel guilty, for example, you know, when I can't, you know, when I can't uh, move as quickly as I'm used to, for example, because uh, someone's on vacation. So, I mean, take your vacation, you've earned it, you know, but keep in mind, you know, if you can get back to that email, it's, uh, it'd be great just because it's like, it's not because you need a mental recharge that uh, someone else, you know, isn't going crazy while you're getting your mental recharge. You get what I'm saying? Waiting for you, you know, and it's, uh, and it's past that deadline, you know, it's a reality. It's a reality, you know, and I think, uh, you know, which, uh, 
which I see, you know, why I like my setup, for example, for the indie label setup. And, you know, you may see it as well for self-releasing is, you know, you're in control, you're in full control of, uh, you know, so you're not waiting for someone, you know, who's on vacation to get back to you per se, you know, you need something done, you get it done yourself, unless your engineers, you know, is is on vacation and you can't get the stems or the mix or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, one of the perks of having an indie label, um, self-releasing. Yeah. You know, you, you are in control, but at the same time, you know, I find personally when I'm sitting there, I'm always at work whenever I have my phone in my pocket. Yeah. And so, you know, the, this whole talk of a four to six week vacation, it's not realistic for me uh, sure. at, the, at this time, at least. Um, to be honest, I would prefer to take smaller vacations. I, you know, I like the sort of one week away and then come back and get into it because in a week, not too much can happen. You can set an email auto reply. You can give people a heads up. You can do some stuff in advance of yep. being away. And it's not that hard to have somebody and go, look, can you just keep an eye on things for me here? Sure. There's an email that needs my attention, forward it to this separate email address, which I will check. But as for all the other emails, I'm going to get back when I am at my desk and yep. I have the time so that I can give people the time they deserve in my response. What, so, what I've been embracing, and, and, yeah. and, and I think people, you know, the listeners or the viewers can, can actually take note of this, is uh, weekends. Weekends are great. You, I'll always get, you know, emails on a Saturday or on a Sunday or a Monday morning, like, hey, you know, anything happening, anything happening? You know, and my answer to always to them is, guys, it's Saturday, whatever time it is, like, nothing hap- is happening. People are off on weekends. That's just the reality. So, you know, take the time off as well, you know, and I think uh, one of that's, Maybe one of the things that come with releasing on Fridays is that you release on Friday and then there is a two day break, I guess you would call it, which we call the weekend. And it's, uh, you know, so it does, it can throw a lot of artists off, especially if, you know, for newer artists who, you know, you may not see 20 blocks covering within the first days or second day or third day for that matter, or even the fourth day. It's, um, it's, which, you know, comes back to momentum, but again, it's, uh, the weekend is great. Take the two days off, you know, even if you're, uh, you know, keep, obviously keep an eye on things, you know, and take the time maybe to check in with Mike Warner to get all the tips, you know, or to call me or send me an email or grab a coffee, go grab some drinks with some people, whatnot. It's, um, you know, but yeah, for people who are in this industry, know that weekends, you know, chances are nothing's happening. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a, and, and look, I mean, the, the, one of the most on Tuesdays with people, sorry, you know, exactly. when if you sent an email on Friday or Thursday, yeah, exactly. And, you know, arguably, one of the most exciting things that can happen for an artist is to get added to a major playlist. You don't need to go and manually check them and spend hours doing it. There's services out there where you can get an email. So Saturday morning, check your email, you know, Spotify add you to an editorial playlist. They email you and tell you within 24 hours. So go enjoy your weekend. You may get some great news while you're enjoying your weekend bonus, whatever you, whatever you're doing, you might just have a big smile, you know, you might have a bigger smile on your face as a result. You don't oh, yeah. need to be sitting there at home, biting your nails or no. any other disgusting habit you have, no. refreshing Spotify, refreshing Apple Music, checking. There's services out there, spot on track, chart metric, uh, numerous services sure. that will tell you uh, when you've been added. So you can just go it, and relax. And if I mean, if your distributor, and even, I mean, it, it just gets as simple as this. If the distributor was able to get your track up on the day that you schedule of the release and tagged all the right artists to the right artist profile, you've already won. <laughs> your track is up on stores. You're good. Now you can start selling. If you want to take two days off, that's fine. 
Take those to Saturday and Sunday and start pushing it hard on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, getting your emails out. You can even start on Friday getting emails out. But, you know, again, as long, if the track is up, you should feel like it's a win. Everything then, you know, you can worry about it later kind of thing. Um, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> just, just keep well, it in 100, you know, yeah. And, and you'd know. I, I mean, the reality is a track <laughs> may look like it came out overnight. It didn't. It, it would have been at least a four to six week lead time at least where – the artwork's done. The final masters are in. Sure. Your, your Paperwork signed. I mean, it's Exactly. Just, you know. You're getting it to the distributor and the list goes on. And then, of course, the pitching. You know, some editorial teams want the track at least four weeks before it's live. So a lot of the work is done before the track comes out. That's why you and I, we're, we're saying you can actually enjoy the weekend because the track's sure. out. You know, you're like, yes, you're done. And, and then, of course, Monday, you're not done. You right. go back. Get back to it. Start working it again. But... You know, you, you've also, what you've done is you've given everyone else a break on the weekend as well, which I sure. respect you for sure. because I don't know many people that like being hit up. Well, this is the thing. Time. There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm to, to, to this industry. And I, I you know, um, this is what I've learned being a publicist, you know, and, and working in PR. And uh, maybe you might see the same, right? But um, it's, it's just knowing when to approach people at the right time, right? Monday morning, seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, wanting something from someone, you know, you're, it's, it's, it's a bit aggressive, you know, at least in, in, you know, in my opinion, present it to them later on in the afternoon, right. And start with uh, Hey, how are you? And, and, uh, and more of a check-in and may, you know, may not even pitch just then and there, you know, cause you may find yourself having a conversation with that person. Now, is it right of you, you know, to, to then hit him? Hey, can you premiere this? I mean, you could if you wanted to, but maybe wait the following day and, you know, send him an email with, uh, you know, and say, hey, would you want to do a premiere? Um, there's an art to it and there's a rhythm to it. Again, it's uh, checking in with someone every two hours, you know, for something is, uh, is a lot. And that's what brings the pressure and the anxiety and the stress that that wouldn't be necessary if, if, if everyone understood the way that that things are, you know, you know, people have lives, right? Like if you tell me you're, you'll add my track, right. You know, and, and you, and you haven't yet, but you said you would, you know, I'm not going to contact you in 30 minutes and say, Hey, Mike, did you add my track? Right. You know, I, I would probably, you know, not even bother you. I mean, that's more my style, but you know, maybe I'd wait two or three days and be like, Hey, Mike, just checking in, you know, nudging you, you know, have you had a chance to add if you hadn't added, uh, but it's okay. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 that's it's a friendly it's, reminder. Sure. More than welcome. You know, another thing, just adding on to what you mentioned, is a lot of the conversations between, you know, me and you even, I'll, I'll message you and just go, hey, mate, how was your weekend? And sure. we have a chat. And within a few messages, you'll say, got any new music for me? Yeah, yeah. And you've I, given me the opportunity. I don't even need to ask. I mean, you know that, you know what, what we're up to. <laughs> exactly. You, you, know, you know that you just spoke to me yesterday. Why am I coming to you on a Monday now? Yeah, you know, and it's totally fine. It's welcome sure. because you were able to choose when you wanted to hear from me. And so you could have just said, mate, I've had a crazy day. I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm actually just about to go back into bed. And I will feel so good to know that I didn't just hit you with a pitch. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're, you're, you're a person. You're spot on. You're spot on. But you, and that's why it's important, you know, to, to, I mean, what, you know, it's, it's the friendships and relationships that I've made in this, uh, in this industry that, that, and it's crazy because it's the people that I expect the less from. And, and, you know, they, and they do big things, you know, and they're, they're, they have their own influence, you know, and they do look out for me. I'm going to, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's, uh, all I expect from them is to be healthy, happy, 
to, to, to be real with themselves, you know, and to, 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 to be real, real with me, you know, and, uh, yeah, help me out the best way they can, the same way that, you know, I can help them out. You know, it's, it's interesting because I approach all my meetings, you know, and it's not to make this whole Ted talk or whatnot, but I approach all my meetings with less what I could do for people, but more what I could do for people. I mean, less what people could do for me, but more what I could do for people. You know, my business partner, uh, Jamie Harper would laugh. You know, I've been in meetings with some, some rather big people, you know, and they're like, all right, well, what can we do for you guys? And, you know, my answer is we're like, well, you know, more what we could do for you, you know, and it's, it's a lot of people, you know, are respect that, you know, it's, it, it just shows that it's like, okay, you know, this guy's not, it's, uh, he, uh, you know, let's see what, yeah, let's see what he has to, you know, what it is that he could potentially help us with, you know, and then where it, it's, I'm, you know, I'm able to just go ahead and present, you know, things that I'm a part of that I'm involved with and start just kind of putting, you know, pieces together to make things happen for people. Um, you know, it's, uh, and, and, by the way, this a lot of this is train of thought, but it's you know, and and, and thank you, Mike, again for giving me the platform for this. But it's um, it's a uh, man train of thought just got cut. Anyways, thank you for giving giving me the platform for this. It's uh, yeah, it's a good industry to be in. <laughs> That's it, and um, you know what? I feel like we could honestly talk all day, and and uh, sure. there's been a few occasions where we have. But for the sake of the listeners who are probably um, sitting in their car, they're pulled in. They pulled in, pulled up up front of their house. We may start to wrap this up right now. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of tips and a lot of little pieces of gold that we've shared in this. Uh, you can see how both of us work, myself as an independent artist doing the pitching and yourself working with numerous artists and, and pitching them and coaching them and um, keeping them happy and healthy along the way. Sure. Uh, are there any sort of tips that you'd like to share with the listeners as well? Hey, th- Look, the, the the best tip that I can give to someone is, you know, and, and and a lot of this recently, you know, it's been a very introspective moment for me just launching the label and just being accountable for my artists and, you know, responsible for their music and, you know, and their releases is just stand behind your product. If you believe in it, just stand behind it, know your value, stand, you know, stand behind your services, just really, you know, even if you're a publicist and some releases, you know, do better than, than others, or, or if you're a label and some releases do worse than others, just keep going, you know, focus on the positives. A playlist ad is a win. Uh, a blog post is a win. A SoundCloud repost is a win. Just count your W's and, uh, and be patient, stay consistent. I know we talked about this earlier, but yeah, most importantly, just believe in your product. That's, you know, cause then from that is, uh, everything grows from it. You know, that's really the seed of it all is, is your product and uh, grow your roots and just, you know, watch it, watch it blossom into a full tree and, you know, get some nice fruits from it. You know, so trees don't grow overnight though, especially that's not it. the bigger trees, you know, so that's what it is. <laughs> that's it. I love it. I love it. And uh, <laughs> someone turn this microphone off. You know what I mean? I'm talking too much. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, that's, I, that's for the teaser. That's for the teaser. That's for the trailer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Definitely. Well, um, Viani, thank you so yes, much Mike. for your time. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's funny. We, we've been friends at least six years now, as we, as we just worked out before. We've never actually met face to face. No, not yet. <laughs> and uh, here we are today. We're on camera. We've got the microphones up and we're unfiltered, uncensored, raw and uncut. Uh, we still kept it pretty clean though, which is good. Uh, yeah. And uh you know, I look forward to being your friend for a very long time. I, Likewise. And uh, I do hope that one day when we're 80 years old and finally ready to retire, we sure. have even more great stories to share. Oh, yeah. And um, who knows what the music industry will be then. It may be 
embedded into our ears and uh, music will just play based on what we're doing at that moment. So <laughs> music will control us. Who knows? Remember in 2019 when we had Spotify? Like, you know, oh yeah. Like, what's a Spotify, Grandpa? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't even explain it. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, Vianney, uh, lastly, uh, where can people find you online or where can they find music from Let Me Hear? It? So you can go on my website, www.lemmehear.it. Um, it's linked directly to our Spotify playlist. And uh, you can email me if you want to get in contact, Vianney, V-I-A-N-N-E-Y at lemmehear.it. Questions, comments, you know, records you'd like me to check out, definitely uh, send that over, reach out. All good. Find me on Facebook, Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm really not that hard of a person to find or to reach out to. You know, I usually read all my emails. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend like I get a hundred emails a day, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, but anyways, yeah, you, you could reach out to me. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, for those of you listening, make sure that you do make sure you check out his uh, profile on Spotify as well. He's got some great curated playlists on there. You know, obviously take the advice from this and don't go giving him a cold pitch just because he gave you his email address. Reach out to him. Say hi. Get to know the guy. He's a really nice guy. And you never know. He could be your new best friend. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And hit up Mike, too, because Mike Mike is definitely your new best friend. Mike is the guy. Mike is the guy. You know, Mike, again, thank you so much for... Thank, no, thank you so much. I haven't done I, I haven't done live radio in a long time. You know, very comfortable in front of it. So I hope we could do this again. And uh, but again, thank you so much, Viani Ose from Let Me Hear It. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show yeah. and for sharing your wisdom. And once again, I look forward to being friends for a very long time and enjoying retirement when we're in our eighties. Maybe not in the same place, but we'll be in touch one way or the other. You come to my place, I come to your place, you know, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Have your people call my people. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank Thank you, Vianney. Cheers, man.